Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit and welcome to part two with Ski Erg world record holder Colleen Drummond. If you cast your mind back to a few months ago where we had a chat with Colleen just before she was about to attempt her world record, we spoke to her about the previous ones she's done and how she's preparing for these new ones. She's now back on the podcast letting us know how it all went. Spoiler alert, she smashed it. However, she does tell us about a massive health scare which could have prevented her from even attempting these records which in my opinion makes the whole thing a lot more impressive. We also ask her a load of police questions in our listener Q&A and she finally reveals what her next challenge is. Uh, it's quite sickening but I won't spoil that. Before we get into the main bulk of the episode, I've got a recording here from when I spoke to Clean literally 5-10 minutes after she finished 36 hours ski. So if you remember in part 1, Andy said he'd love to hear how she sounds 10 minutes after the record, expecting her to be you know, a big hot mess. Well Andy, you're going to be very very disappointed. So before we get into this week's episode, here's that short audio recording from our chat. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I was waiting for the code to come up to make it official. Is it official? So Are we in? My... New world record. Yeah, so... Is it in? Yeah, so I've got an official code which I'll send off tomorrow. And um, they'll let me know within 24 hours if I've got... Let me count. Hang on. One, two, three world records. And I broke two others earlier on doing it. So, you broke two um, other, so, so five records. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I basically, from the continuous ski, I overtook um, a guy in Britain. So I'm now number one in Britain, oh and I'm number. And then I overtook an American guy, uh, and then I obviously overtook the French guy. So that meant that I just kind of get. I went through like a hurricane. Um, so it will officially come out as. Um, one, two, three records. Um, yeah, maybe two. They might just clump two of them together, but technically it's three. But if you add all the ones I've smashed on the way through, it's five. <laughs> I mean, you sound pretty fresh, clear. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if Andy was listening to this, he'd be thinking, have you just broken three world records? <laughs> no, I feel really good. And um, it's kind of like my little thing to sprint at the end. Just yeah, to no, see if went, I can do it. You went full CrossFit there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> you should have got the butterfly so, involved. That would have been good. <laughs> and I can't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, look, I'm so appreciative of you popping in like, and sending messages and stuff and watching. Oh, oh no, probably looked really good. I mean, it was amazing just watching how like calm calm you were the whole, whole way through. I mean, how do you, how'd your arms and legs feel? They're all right, are they all? Yeah, they're fine. So, obviously, um, I've been like, a, like being igloos just about every hour. So, I've, I've been using... Um, someone suggested, because I don't drink, someone suggested get wine bottle... Okay, so yeah. I bought them and put them in the freezer and they just wrapped really nicely. You have Velcro around your elbows mm. and your triceps. Well, so I've done that. And then I had loads of ice packs, um, loads of Ultrol, loads of deep heat and just kept myself really, really calm. And every time I thought I felt a niggle, I was just careful. So the first 12 hours, um, I held the 9,000 pace and then I felt on the last little bit of the first 12 hours, I felt a little niggle in my elbows. Like, right, ego, leave it behind Let's drop to 8,500, which is a lot more comfortable. So I did that, and then I don't actually remember it, but apparently I hit a wall um, in the 20th hour. Um, I remember I was talking away, and then apparently suddenly I just stopped talking, and there were beads of sweat coming off into my nose, and I just went really white, and they were trying to talk to me to ask if I was all right, and I was just staring at the screen, and apparently I was like a robot. I waited until I'd finished the set and then staggered sideways and laid down and asked someone to tuck me in, and then I was in trouble, like, oh, something's oh wrong. God, so so they, really, it nearly so, went all wrong so, then, didn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. So it all went horribly wrong. And then one of the people said, oh, look, I think she's not going to do it. And one of the guys screamed, the guy who owns the gym, get her off that floor now and make her move. So they kind of picked me up and dragged me around the gym until my legs start working again. And then I came right. Yeah, you so it's strange it, yeah. because wow. my nutrition was fine. So, and um, so, um, and then, yeah, then I was fine. But what I'd done was I thought, right, well, I'll drop it to 8,000 so I can sort of keep calm um, and uh, keep my heart rate right down. And I think possibly my temperature was going up a wee bit as well. So, I did that, so I've done less meters than I hoped, but I still did two hundred ninety thousand meters, so that's not Jeez. bad. Well, I mean, at least you finished it because you could have, if you've kept going at the pace you were, you could have risked not finishing at all. Yeah, so oh probably... yeah, I would never have finished it if I tried to maintain the pace. Mm. So um, we just strategized. I said, you know, can I still beat them at these paces? Mm. And we worked out what I have to do each hour to make sure I still beat the record, and I just done that. So well, that's incredible. I'm looking forward to getting you back on. We'll get you back on the podcast in the new year, and we'll. Uh... Yeah, yeah. We talked through the whole thing. It's, I mean, oh, the bits I saw anyway, it looked, it, looked, it looked pretty good. I mean, it was good judging. Uh, yeah. Who were they with you the whole time, were they? Like your, um, your son and your husband, were they the whole time? No, 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 they popped in and out. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had friends um, and the gym owner stay overnight with me. Oh, wow. um, and people were just popping in and out during the day and the evening. They were having training sessions around me because I had like a little taped off area. And uh, everyone just kind of worked around me, which was great. But luckily, it wasn't too busy. So, yeah, I would just mm. kind of pop back and forth occasionally. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that was the warm-up, wasn't it, for something bigger that's, that's com- coming, coming soon? When are you releasing that? When are you announcing it? Is it soon you're going to? Um, so um, I have I have just told my PT. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, um, but we won't put it up until we've told you guys on the podcast. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, nice, that, that, that's what nice I Nice for people to know. So. Yeah, that would be good. I'm looking forward but to it. I just wanted a load of witnesses. Um, yeah, the, the, the reaction was exactly what I expected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he won't have any hair tomorrow, poor bloke. Oh, no. So, <laughs> cool. All right, then. I'm going to go and then he's going to have a bath. Yeah, I know. I'll let you get away. Well done. Bye. Well done again. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Hello everyone, welcome back. Good evening. Welcome back to Colleen. Right, you'd be in a knobhead now because you're asking me <laughs> questions, but I can't do it because I'm trying to get out of here. I, f- I think we're going to need a bit of context of what's happening and why Andy sounds like he's in a school I'm dinner hall. I'm running now, look. Dun, dun, oh my. Dun, 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 oh God, dun, don't drop dun. the plate, Andy. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Oh, oh nice uh, kick through the door. Oh god, it's gonna happen now, isn't it? This is the most mental opening to an episode I think we've ever done. Are you screen recording well, as well, Bill? Because we're gonna need a lot of context for this. I am, yeah. I, I am, I am, yeah. Oh, I'm going. Andy, do a jump. Oh. <laughs> what is going on? What is happening there? I'm going so clean right now. Clean, can you even see this? I can't see a thing. Oh well, well I'll send you the, I'll send you some footage. You'll, you'll see something of it because this is this okay. is, there. is it bad? That I was actually hoping for the plate to go flying. Yeah. Right, he'll drop it now. Fucking gentlemen, happy days and ladies. <laughs> Evening. Oh, right, I'm in. I'm in. I don't think I've ever run so fast in all my life. I tell you what, though, Andy, that was that was some skill keeping the plate in your hand. Thank you, thank you. 
I mean, that wasn't a dry dish either. That looked quite uh, messy. I mean, Wet. That, that could have got very messy, actually. It's definitely... Oh, just dropped something. That's the food gone. <laughs> no, not the cheesecake. <laughs> well, welcome to this week's episode. Hello, yeah, welcome to this week's episode where Andy just ran for a hotel with um, what looked like a curry. <laughs> Let's welcome our special guest again before Andy starts running again. Colleen, welcome back to the podcast for a second time. Evening, fellas. How you doing? Very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Glad you're back on, anyway. Oh, I'm just so happy to be back with all three of you. It's wonderful. Thank you for having me back. Mm, you're welcome. Right. Our pleasure. <laughs> what, so the reason we've got you back, Clean, we had you on before, before you went on and did your world record attempts, and this time we've got you back on because you've done those attempts. How, how did they go for our listeners who might not know? Uh, that's all right, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a few world records just just break break a few world records it's all right yeah. just a casual world record done nip that in the bud uh yeah truth be told uh it went a whole lot better than i could ever have hoped for and it was a culmination of a massive team effort by everybody both uh, right on the exterior right through to being right next to me right next to the ski erg it was um yeah it's, oh i it's thought you were going to do a Colin, Colin McGregor there and be like, I would like to thank absolutely fucking no one. <laughs> 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 to be fair, it was you on the skier on your own. So, I mean. Well, that part was, yes. Yeah. yeah, but that took a lot of training and um, a lot of patience and understanding from a whole lot of people. So, yeah, definitely a team effort. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, many, how many world records did you end up breaking? Uh, three. So I broke my own record of the longest continual ski for a female, which originally was 17 hours. Then I broke uh, the female 24-hour meters. And then I broke the male longest continual ski. And I now have the longest registered continual ski recorded by Concept2. Which was 36 hours, wasn't it? Yeah, 36 hours, yeah. So... 36 hours on a ski erg. Mm-hmm. With 10 minutes off every hour. It's just hour. something... It's just very, very hard to even comprehend the idea of spending that amount of time on a ski erg. <laughs> yeah, it, um, when you think about it as a whole number, it did seem like a lot. But as I said in my previous one, um, whenever I got on the platform, that's all I concentrated on was that, that one session, that one 50 minutes. And... I didn't think about the whole thing. I just really fell in love with the process of just seeing each one tick by. So I had a big whiteboard behind me and it was written one to 36. Uh, and um, whenever an hour went by, whoever was standing next to me, I got them to tick it for me um, so that everyone would feel involved and be part of it. And uh, if I go back to just prior to it happening, so obviously I spoke to you guys um, on the previous podcast uh, and then there was a, a little hiccup uh, which we didn't see coming so um, it was two weeks beforehand on a Thursday I'd eaten my dinner and literally within minutes I got a bit of a sore tummy and I've never had indigestion before but I just assumed that must be what it was because it was a feeling I didn't really recognize it was just a bit of a burning sensation um, and I thought, oh, I'll just 
you know, I'll just have some paracetamol or something and it'll be fine because I knew that I trained really hard. Uh, my trish, nutrition was on point. Uh, my sleep was on point. Does that taste good, Andy? I'm so sorry. I, I was sitting there trying to piss myself laughing because I was like, can I listen to your story about your heartbreak of it nearly all going wrong? And Andy's eating his fucking curry in the background. Right, it's chili con carne first off, okay? And I haven't eaten since lunchtime, okay? I'm really sorry, I'll mute you. I'm just fascinated for your story, but I'm also really hungry, so... All right? Have you guys ever heard of ASMR? Yeah, yeah. So, Autonomous no. Sensory Meridian Response. And how would you describe it, Bill? It's basically... It's like a sort of sound therapy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, basic- yeah, it's like a, relax- it's a form of relaxation, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a form of relaxation done through sounds. Um, mm. I mean, some of the some of the videos that I've seen, like YouTube videos, it's where, I mean, some of it's quite you know perverted sounds. I suppose you could say where it's people whispering, etc. Uh, some of it is like people scratching, I don't know, velvet things that make very appealing sounds to people. Soft sounds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, Andy eating is the complete opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like that. you bastard. I, I ha- Colleen, stick up for me here, okay? Thirty-six hours is a long time to be on a ski erg, and I've been at work that amount of time that it feels like. You should be sticking up for me, saying I need to get my nutrition in and stop these two fucking bullying me. Absolutely. So you two stop it. All right. <laughs> Do Sorry, not let I, I apologise. Uh, you came off the came off our podcast. The event was happening very soon, and then you had a bit of an upset stomach tummy. I remember you two speaking about it. Actually, it's actually yeah. pretty um serious. So <laughs> yeah, so um. I thought I'll just get an early night and it'll be fine. I woke up the next day and it was still quite a, a bad dull ache. And as the days went on, it got progressively quite worse uh, to the point that on the Sunday, um, so it would have been two weeks prior to me finishing the ski, um, it was pretty awful. And one of my colleagues actually said to me, listen, you're not looking too well. Is everything okay? Um, because in my head, I didn't want to be sick because if I was sick, then it, it jeopardised the ski and there were so many people relying on me the fundraising had been going well and I was so my heart was so set on it that I didn't want anything to get in the way so I thought well yeah. if I ignore it it'll go away because um, I think you know having mental resilience can sometimes help with that sort of thing and but then it got to the point where I couldn't deny that there was definitely a problem yeah so uh, remember me telling you about me injuring my shoulder uh, when I went over the wall uh, with my dog a few years yeah, ago describing on the last yeah podcast. yeah so <clears throat> the A&E nurse um, that treated me she actually became a really good friend of mine so I rang her for advice um, because I was obviously very conscious that things in hospitals have changed a lot now um, with COVID and I didn't want to be putting myself in a position where I could potentially catch that um, prior to doing my ski um, I didn't want to put myself in that position and also I didn't want to take up any room in a hospital that could be used for a COVID patient so I rang her I told her my symptoms and she said you need to get in here right now and you need to ring um uh, was it 111 mm, yeah yeah I, I've never used that service before so um she said look you need to pull over ring 111 so I did that 
Um, and I was really impressed, um, bearing in mind everything that's going on. They answered very quickly. They were very empathic. They said to me, you know, don't continue driving. We're going to get a doctor on the phone to you straight away. So uh, within 10 minutes, a doctor was on the phone to me, which I was really surprised at because oh, I just really assumed everything was, yeah, I thought everything would have slowed down um, because I didn't consider myself a priority. I just had, I was just a woman who had a sore tummy, you know, there's much worse things in the world. Uh, and, and they actually tried to convince me to get out of my car and get in an ambulance. I said, we're going to send you an ambulance. I said, oh, no, there's no need for drama like that. You know, I've got police dogs in the back. I need to get my own car and drive home, drop my police dogs off. And, and they said, well, look, we don't even want you to change your uniform. You need to drop your dogs off and get up to A&E straight away. So I said, oh, well, OK, I'll just go up there. They'll have a look. They'll give me a bit of medicine to calm my tummy down and everything will be fine. So I got up there and... Um, Luckily, there wasn't much of a queue, uh, but as, as I was standing there, I was, I was really starting to feel quite bad to the point that I just, I was hoping no one noticed. I tucked myself around a corner and crouched down just as an A&E nurse came around the corner and said, oh no, something's quite wrong here. They shuffled me straight in. Before I knew it, I had a drip in my arm. I'm like, oh no, there's no need for that. And then I heard I my know. friend, yeah, I heard my friend um, go, right, which cubicle is Drummond in? She came racing in, and before I knew it, I had a COVID test, which I was i was quite glad. I'd, I'd never experienced it before, so I was glad to have that because then I could explain it to people who would need it. It's yeah. not as bad as what it's been made out. It's, Gives you that you experience, know, that first-hand experience. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, uh, and then, um, so they whacked the drip in, uh, medication, and they said, right, you need to go for an X-ray. I said, oh, don't be ridiculous. It's probably just a stomach ulcer or something. You know, just give me something for a stomach ulcer. They're like, no, you've got to go for an X-ray. And they really had to convince me because I was, I was starting to get a bit worried there. And I thought, you know, I'm not making a fuss here, so why are you making a fuss, you know? And they said, look, you're here now. Let's, let's just go down and, and just make sure there's nothing else there. You know, you're doing this big event, so let's just give you a, a bill of health while you're here. And that's how they sold it to me. So I went down and um, they took x-rays in my stomach and, and I went back to the room and then they moved me to another room. And I'm like, I don't need to move to another room. That's a, a nightmare for the cleaners. You're going to have to COVID clean the cubicle I've been in. Then you're going to COVID clean the room that I'm, you're about to put me in. Just leave me where I am. They went, no, no. And they wouldn't tell me why. Then I started getting a little bit worried. So I'd got up there about 5.30. By now it was midnight. And I thought, no, I'm not happy about this. And next thing a surgeon walked in. Then I started to worry. Uh, and I'm like, what, what's going on? They said, oh, well, um, you know, tell us your symptoms, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he said, right, uh, you do have a stomach ulcer, um, but you also have um, quite a rare internal hernia and you need surgery. And I, I lost it. I went, no, I don't. Yeah, I, no, I don't. I don't need it. I said, I've, I'm doing a massive event in two weeks. I'm doing it for food banks. People need food for Christmas. You're not operating on me. <laughs> Poor guy didn't know where to look. He's like, you what? <laughs> so I said, no, no, look, just, just... Unless it's life-saving, I'm not going to listen. And I said to him, is it life-saving right now? And he went, well, no. And I said, okay, well, look, don't worry about it then. And he, so he actually made me promise. Uh, so what's ha happened is apparently part of my bowel has gone into my small intestine. 
Um, and they said, that's, that's not right. And we, we need to separate them. And I went, well, unless it's life saving, I don't want you to do it. And he said, well, I'll, I will let you out on the proviso that once you've done your world record, if there is any pain, as soon as any pain starts, you must come in here and you must be operated on straight away. And I went, oh, okay. So I signed a form saying I'd do that. Um, they gave me medication for the ulcer. Uh, and so then I had to go home and have a think about how I was going to continue with my training because obviously with the acidic yeah. buildup uh, and things like that, I needed to be careful. So my PT put me straight on a deload week. Um, so I did that. And then the final week, I did pretty much no training. It was all recovery. Luckily, the float center had opened. So I went and had saunas. I had lots and lots of floats. I had very, very bland um, food. And it probably did me a favor, to be honest, <laughs> um, because I was really watching everything I did, everything I ate, my mental state, keeping calm, um, and just trying to stay as relaxed as possible to repair myself. Um, but in amongst it all, I still felt really, really positive. Um, because I, I still felt in control and I thought this is just another way to, to kind of up my resilience and make sure that I'm ready for it. What a fucking attitude to have that. What a fucking oh. attitude. <laughs> and I'd stub my toe on the sofa and I'd cream in. <laughs> well, to be fair, stub toe would be different. Stub toe uh, yeah. and uh, stepping on Lego. Don't yeah. like yeah. the, the oh, stepping on Lego. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. yeah that's no, honestly... I'm here and my head's blown away by that. It, to, to be honest, like surgery at your door and you're like, nah, 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 I've got something to do first. Just wait a minute, surgeon, please, if you don't mind. That's, then it, oh my God, that's, my head's gone. My head's absolutely gone, man. I know this might be a bit of a personal question, but um, in regards to leading up to obviously the world record, how can you describe the pain to us, like just, just in general? Like, how the bad pain, was the pain? In my stomach? Yes. Yeah, okay, so the burning sensation. It started off with what I can only describe as, like, um, you haven't digested something properly, like something stuck. You know, yeah. when you swallow something and it feels a little bit stuck, like you've eaten something too big and it was a bit stuck. And then it just started burning. And the burning was sort of just sort of near my sternum, but then it continued all the way down to my belly button. And then, then on top of that, once that happened, then it was like um, like a continuous cramp, and it was cramping more and more and more. And then it would come in waves, so it would cramp, and then it would release, and it would be fine, just a bit, a bit uncomfortable. And then without warning, it would cramp again. And those cramps went from being sort of every now and then to being every few minutes. Yeah. Well, that so, sounds like clean. It's that, well, not because I think about three years ago now, I had appendicitis. So my oh, appendix man. burst. Oh, right. and that, that sounds quite similar to that. And I can remember the pain of that. It was basically, it basically crippled me. I couldn't do anything. So if, I, if I'm thinking it's a similar sort of pain, I'm thinking, how, how did you even, it must have subsided a little bit to be able to do the records in the end. Did you have to, did you have to just pop loads of painkillers or were you just uh, like in a... Yeah, that's a good point actually. Like how did you, I know you said like your PT put on like a deload week, but in general, mm. how, how did you manage to manage the pain throughout training? Uh, so basically... Um... Because I'd ended up in hospital, I took it seriously because it's not somewhere that I go very often, obviously. Oh, and right. um, they do so spear was... there, don't they? No, <laughs> no. Oh, I might have found a niche in the market. Um, <laughs> so, because they told me you must take this medication, I was very, very strict with it. So I took it. I did absolutely everything they said, and I just, 
I willed myself to get better. I literally willed myself to get better. And I think um, healing, a lot of healing, yes, your body has a lot to do with it. But I think it's like anything, um, as we're talking about with training, the, the one stroke at a time, one foot in front of the other. If you will yourself to get better, I think a lot of getting better is in your mind yeah. as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and because I, I had a mission and I, you know, I... It was something that I wanted to do for intrinsic reasons as well as external reasons. And, and they were both really important to me. Now, if the surgeon had said to me, if you do this event, you will die, then that's ridiculous. I wouldn't that's have done it. a bit different, it. yeah. Yeah. You'd been, um, all right, I'll do the know. 24 hours then. <laughs> yeah, let's compromise. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but I'm, I'm a great believer that medicine's very important, um, you know, it's been it's been literally life saving. <laughs> plays out, um, yeah, it is. It's it's, a, it's an important thing in our lives, and and it should be taken seriously. And and he didn't say it for the fun of it. He said it because he's genuinely concerned. And they sign a thing, don't they, uh, about looking after people and making sure that they do no harm. And that's what he was doing. And and it's their job to make sure we don't do harm to ourselves as well. So I'm going to take him very seriously, which is why I asked the question. So, but I think a lot of it. If, if, if people lie down and think, "Oh, woe is me, I'm sick," then you'll be sick for longer. You know, you need to, you need to that's want to get that's better. A, yeah, that's yeah. You need to want to get better, just like you need to want to get physically stronger. So you try and, you know, you, you have to want to lose weight if you need to lose weight. You know, you've got to want it. It's got to be there. Yeah. It's not a motivation. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you on that. There's a term you used a moment ago, and that's intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, yeah. yeah, it sums up what you've just said there. In regards to motivation, you get well. You, you mentioned both actually. You said in extrinsic and intrinsic. Intrinsic is when you want it. Extrinsic is when it's for outside outside reasons. But uh, the two can be interlinked. So for yourself, wanting to you know train in order to perform in a competition could be seen as extrinsic. But technically, it's also intrinsic because you wanted yeah, yeah. to do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Another no thing one was forcing me. Another thing like you kind of alluded to as well, which I really like, is since we're on the topic of pain, it's something I like to talk about quite often, and that's the complications of pain. Now, don't get me wrong, you had like something physically happening. Yeah. That there was a mechanism behind your pain. Something was uh, mechanistically damaged. Mm-hmm. However, as you said, the power of the mind can help. I don't want to say cure us of pain, but it can definitely help us manage it. And it just showed you that intrinsic oh, yeah. motivation lessened almost lessened your symptoms i mean do you think that if you didn't have a competition coming up the pain or the situation would have affected you a lot more differently oh good question that i think i'd be naive to say no of course it would yeah because it depends on your circumstances to how you are feeling and yeah and what you have to look forward to so mm. yeah it would have been quite easy to go oh my God, I feel sick and I've got no reason to want to feel better very quickly. So I'll just ride it out in tune with what it wants to do rather than go, do you know what, let's get on with this. So Right, going for another walk, guys. I guess, well, you get, I thought you were getting your sleeping bag there for a minute. <laughs> no, so I've now got to open the gym. So back out on a walk. Uh-huh. Brilliant. Cheers, Andy. <laughs> why, why be like that okay guys <laughs> Jeez. Andy are you moonlighting it's not a gym it, I'm a hooker <laughs> oh great so we get to see that live brilliant 
Um, <laughs> God, so what are you going to say, mate? Uh, let's get back on track here. Um, so, Colleen, in regards to uh, like with your health, etc. Currently, what what where do you stand? I'm absolutely fine now. Brilliant. Did you have any kind of treatment or? Uh, no, so um, I wouldn't call it invasive treatment. I just had the medication and yeah. I've just been very careful about what I've eaten and I've been very careful with my recovery and also getting back into training. So instead of going back really hard, um, I've been easing myself back into it um, and giving myself plenty of rest, um, plenty of recovery, really nutritious food, really concentrating on my sleep. Um, and, and not rushing back because although I'm already training for my next goal, I don't need to go a thousand miles an hour and make myself sick to do that. No, of course. Need, you're, doing all the, I, you're doing all the right things there, aren't you? You're basically mm. doing the sensible thing. Most people do the complete opposite and they rush, don't they? I mean, I did that. When I when I was in hospital, I came out, I started trying to do mad workouts again, like a week after <laughs> yeah. I'd be in hospital, and I went back down again because I was rushing too quickly and I got ill again, which just shows that exactly. you need to be so careful. You have to be, and you've mm. done all the right things. You managed to do a world record, yeah. more more than one world record, and you're still standing on the other side, and you're still going forward. You know, it's, it's really, it's impressive. Yeah, and it's it's normally um, you know, it's so uncommon for me to not do two workouts a day, but thankfully, you know, I've sat down with my t- PT and had a, a really long chat, and <clears throat> I would normally feel quite lazy if I don't do two workouts a day. But there's been times where, obviously. Um, after my world records, we went into lockdown again. So my shifts doubled up again. I lost days off. So I needed to take that into consideration as well because I needed energy for work. Um, so instead of coming down on myself about the fact that I was kind of losing sessions, I've just made up for it in other ways by getting my knees up um, as yeah, much as possible. It's a, it's a perfect excuse. Instead of going into the gym in the back garden and doing a session, I've been doing things like decluttering cupboards and pulling cupboards out and vacuuming and mopping behind. So I'm still doing push, pull, lift, uh, you know, and the house has had a spring clean as a result. So win-win, really. <laughs> Something we kind of spoke about on the podcast before is uh, where we like we do we do come across barriers to exercise sometimes. And obviously, as you said, with, you know, COVID kind of picking up and your work, mm-hmm. your... Uh, Andy, what was it you've said before? Your worth life, work-life load? Work-life balance. Yeah, something Andy said before, when that increases, but it's not like a simple case of, oh, life has gone tits up or work is busy, I simply can't do anything anymore. You've recognised that there's barriers and you've you've managed to find ways to get over those barriers, which I quite like. Yeah, it's not a case of getting over them, it's just working with them. I think you spend so much time, a lot of people spend so much time fighting stuff instead of learning to work with it as a team. So I, I look at the restrictions and go, right, how can we work together so that both of us win rather than me using excess energy to fight things that are, that are not in my control? Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, it's control yeah, it the sounds, controllables. It sounds like you've, you've put mm. quite a priority on it, really, and you've gone, right, I can't max out. I can't do loads that I want to do. Let's, dull it. Let's uh, draw it back, pull it back, figure out what I need to do, how to get better, faster, become stronger. Yeah. So, yeah. 100% uh, what yeah. you've done there is smashed it out of the park in my eyes. Um, I've spent a couple of years um, injured and where I didn't have right. the knowledge and didn't have the, uh, like the support around me, I was going, oh, I wake up in the morning, I feel better. And I would go out and do an activity and I'd feel rubbish to a point where I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And then I spent this sort of boom bust scenario where I was yeah. just struggling the whole time. 
And it was until I got educated that, well, maybe if you rest longer, you could yeah. rest further. And that's well, where periodization exactly comes that. into it. Exactly. And a lot of people don't realize when they think of the word training, they just think, you know, chucking weights around, pulling skier candles, pulling row handles, lifting weights, sweating out. But a lot of the training is in the 23 hours outside of your training session. That's where you train recovery, train yeah. rest, train nutrition. And all of that, to me, is a form of training. All of it is training. Mindset is training. Reading books and getting knowledge is training. It's not just what you do in that one or two hours or 17 hours or whatever <laughs> in the gym. You know, It's everything outside of that. It's so important. Yeah. Clean, I was going to ask you what was um what was different this time around, but I feel like you just answered that pretty conclusively with I had a hernia and I was in hospital. Yeah. So I thought that that was a bit different this time around compared to your other records, but you still smashed those records. As Savannah says, it actually is with what happened. In a way, it actually kind of adds more to the adventure. You know, it's 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 yeah. actually quite it's it's that, I mean, it's going to sound horrible, but I mean, it's awesome to hear that you managed to overcome something that was that with a lot of people would actually end ends the competition you know yeah so even though yeah, the situation was, was horrible in hindsight it's just it kind of adds to the fairy tale if that makes sense it does in a way and also it it just goes to show that if you really lock down that external 23 hour training then when these um, challenges turn up you can cope with them a lot better because you have strategies in place that you can fall back on to help that's you know, and for me that that the education and the mindset definitely helped with that. If I'd not had that before, and it's all the mistakes that I've made in the past, and all the mistakes that other people have made in the past that I've learned from, that really helped me. So that wasn't me getting it right. That was me learning from you guys, from endurance athletes, from other athletes who've injured and got it wrong, and and I've taken those on board and, and used them to my advantage. What I want to do is I want to ask you, we've got a load of questions in. So I feel like this time we're, this time around, we'll get some questions from the audience because last time we asked you a load of our own questions, but this time we've got some sent in. So there, there's a particular one that I'd like to, I'd like clean to be oh, honest just, about, just, but I'll wait. Actually, just before we start, can I just say, say one thing? Uh, can you hear me, Andy? Yeah. Okay. This is actually just specifically for you. So in the previous podcast, you were talking about, um, we were talking about, um, breaking everything down into small parts, um, one step at a time, one foot forward. And everything was going really beautifully until the 20th hour. I was feeling fine. I was talking to people. Everything was going well. And then suddenly, without any warning, my body suddenly just completely felt freezing cold. Now, I don't actually remember most of this. Other people have had to fill me in on what happened. So... I remember saying to my colleague, I remember feeling suddenly feeling cold and I said to my colleague who came in from a night shift to see me, I looked at her and I said, I need to stop talking. And straight away, apparently everyone stopped talking when I said that because it came out of nowhere. And I remember, I'll try not to get emotional talking about this. I remember looking down at the um, flywheel and my, my head was dripping with sweat and my nose was running but my body was freezing cold and I straight away knew there was a problem. 
but I didn't know what it was. And I remember feeling really strange and thinking, I don't understand this feeling. I don't recognize what is happening. And for literally about 10 seconds, I thought to myself, oh my God, I'm not even at hour 24 and I, there's a possibility I might not even get to that. And I'm staring at the board, trying to think what was going on and trying to keep myself calm. And no word of a lie, Andy, your voice literally came straight into my ear like you were in a headphone. And all I heard you say exactly word for word what you said on the previous podcast was one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. And the thing that stopped me from collapsing was your voice saying, that's what makes you a pro athlete in my eyes and that's what you are to me. And I remember hearing that and I remember thinking, it's okay, I'm going to be okay because Andy said I'm a pro athlete. Yeah, that's the last thing I remember thinking, apparently, according to the guys that were there, I stopped talking and I looked like I was talking to someone. It must have been you. <laughs> they said my body shape, my body shape never changed. My stroke rate never changed, but there was nothing in the eyes. That's like my eyes had switched off. I finished the set. I apparently went into a corner. I lay down and said to someone who wasn't standing there, can you please tuck me into bed? And they knew straight away there was a problem. <laughs> they put a dressing gown over me for three minutes. So I lay there with my eyes wide open, not saying a word. And then apparently I jumped up and said, give me my phone. They gave me my phone and I had those motivational speeches that I'd saved. And the next thing I remember is walking up and down with my colleague's arm around my waist, listening to one of these motivational speeches. I then got back on the ski and carried on as though nothing had happened. But I just wanted to thank you because you literally, all I heard, it was so distinct what you'd said to me. It had such a massive impact and it literally stopped me from stopping. So thank oh, you. Canal. That was all you, by the way. That had nothing to do with me, but I will take it as credit. I mean, no, we well, thought Andy uh, wasn't there. Like he just might have been raiding the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's awesome. That's Colleen, I can't wait till this COVID is over because I'm coming to wherever you are and giving you the biggest hug ever. That is fucking awesome. No, honestly, you, you, you literally, you literally, you made, you made it me continue. I'm so grateful. I'm so no, grateful. fucking hell. I'm grateful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for thank you for telling me that. That's amazing. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> He's going to get a T-shirt made up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My world record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's really awesome to hear. I was just going to say, there are times that I do hear Andy in my head, but usually it's like f fucking rustling crisps or like, <laughs> or, 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 or sounds like nom, 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 or usually it's usually food related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or right now, it's his breathing heavy down the boat. Fucking <laughs> hell, I'm sorry, guys. I'm literally stuck in a corner of the room on my phone. It's all right. You're really good at editing anyway, Bill. Being a part-time... I feel like this is, this is beyond me, this. This is beyond me, Andy. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. We'll move on to the, to the next part of the episode, which is the questions. And I feel this is like not very suitable because you've just said that obviously really nice sort of story. And now I've got to ask you the very first question, Clean. Someone has asked... How are your arms still attached to your body? <laughs> Brilliant. <I> mean, <laughs> what, what a so, start. <laughs> here's a life hack for you. So just before the ski, someone said to me, 
buy wine coolers. And I'm like, well, why would I do that? Because I don't drink. They said, buy wine coolers. So I bought these wraparound wine coolers, put them in the freezer, and every break, I wrapped them around my arms. So I got that ice cold treatment for any form of inflammation. I honestly didn't have an issue with my elbows at all. They're the best life hack ever. And you could use them around your knees, you could use them around your wrists, anything. And yeah, anything? wine bottle coolers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> oh, 2021. <laughs> I think that answers that question then. Wine coolers, yeah. winner. Recommend. Wine coolers, yeah. <laughs> That's such a life hack. <laughs> um, the next one, clean up. You can. I want you to guess who you reckon asked this question. It is, is Erg, as in the company who makes all these things, are they going to give the three podcast boys a ski erg? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, well, considering they didn't actually tell anyone that I'd broken the records, I'd probably say no. Oh. They didn't tell anyone. What the fuck? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want one anyway. Clean. I don't yeah, want to anyway. Fuck them. Fuck yeah, them. fuck them. Yeah. I'm, get, I'm gonna get a what bike. <laughs> <laughs> They could be doing so a... shit, <laughs> I'm going to get a what bike. That, oh. That's your next they... challenge, Colleen. Uh, chill off to ski erg and do something. I'll tell you what. Um, I don't know if, you, if you've seen the, what Bill and Andy are doing with the salty sappers at the moment, but maybe you could do like a 3,000-mile a, a ski erg or something along those lines instead. Oh, fuck it out. You know? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Oh no, Clean, we're going to save that. You're about to sell us that. We'll wait till the end there. I'm not encouraging you. We'll we'll save that for the end. The good thing about them not giving you a ski erg or a rower is that it gives us an opportunity when this COVID stuff finishes and we can all get together and train. See? Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's. (laughs) There you go. I cannot wait to get beaten on the ski erg every single round. I can't wait to get crushed by a world record holder. Oh, and to be like demoralised as well when they're like, you're so shit on it, stop doing whatever you're doing. Stop all of that. <laughs> I did not say that. Oh my God, I'm how going to function in life? Look at you, you're a mess. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I just plan on being the water boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there for motivational talking. <laughs> All right, Clean, there's a few there's a theme here for some of these next questions. Before we get on to this uh, the next bank of questions, we'll go on to one that's a bit more advice heavy. So someone's put, How long did it take to build up to long stints? I got a skier last month and my longest duration so far is five minutes. I can sit on a bike and pedal slowly for forever, but on a skier I burn out quickly. So the reason that happens is <clears throat> on a bike you're not fighting gravity. On a ski erg you are fighting gravity with every stroke because for every time you come down you have to fight gravity to get back up again. And that's why um if I ever program anyone on a ski erg um, compared to a rower or a bike, then there's a little bit more leeway on the ski erg <clears throat> for the meters because the other two you don't have to fight gravity for. Um, with the build-up, like absolutely any exercise, it is no different to progressive overload on a dumbbell. It's exactly the same. You need to give yourself time and you need to be patient and you need to get your technique right. And it's, the whole idea is to not rush it, otherwise you're going to end up injured. So if you've only bought a ski erg a month ago, then you need to give yourself, depending on what your goal is, plenty of time and plenty of resilience and people just think it's the arms but it's 
the fact that you're standing for such a long time has a massive pressure on your spine. You know, I'm sure if I'd measured myself, and I will do this next time, I'm going to measure myself in height prior to the event and then measure myself afterwards because I'm sure I'm probably going to be shorter at the end of it. Um, yeah, and something as simple as a lot of the, one part of the anatomy that most people forget about is your feet. And I've actually done a course uh, uh, from a company called The Foot Collective all about the toes and the feet and the, the joints and stuff like that because your feet get an absolute thrashing on the ski erg. And it's something that people just don't think about. But these are the roots that hold the tree up, you know, and your your arms are the branches. You are so. shifting your weight around on your feet quite a lot during mm-hmm. the ski erg, I've, I've noticed. Yeah, and depending on the distance, if you're doing your shorter, faster distances, you're going to come up a lot higher on the balls of your feet. Yes. But you'll find a lot of people, if they don't balance their core correctly, then they'll rock their toes upwards as well when they come back. So they're rocking on the heel, which is going to activate their calves. And then it's all lots of things like that. So understanding the role of the feet and how it works um, in relation to what event you're doing has a massive impact. And that's why I wear Vibram um, five-toe shoes. So that my feet, uh, there's no way that there's any restriction on them so that I don't get plantar fascia or anything like that. Because most shoes will restrict your muscles, but you need to make sure that your muscles are nice and relaxed and open when you're doing something like that. So to that person, (laughs) exactly. I mean, to be fair, at the end of the 36 hours, when they said to me, how do you feel? I could have done another 12 quite happily, but the logistics stopped me. Owen had to go to school. I felt absolutely fine. You know, I I could have kept going. Yeah. Who can say that? <laughs> oh. Me. Oh. oh, my word. <laughs> I did 36 hours. I'd just do another 12 if you want. No. no. Never. No. <laughs> Space, you're saying there, be patient. Be patient is what you're saying. Yeah, it's like anything. You need to get the technique right and you need to give yourself time to acclimatise to what it is you're trying to do. And uh, it's like anything with endurance. Just It's just 30 seconds at a time five seconds at a time, one minute at a time, and just build up slowly and surely and get it right. And that way there won't be any drops backwards again. Yeah, of course. Um, so next few questions are kind of along the same theme, which is kind of, as you as you revealed in the previous episode, you are a uh, policewoman. So obviously some of these are going to come in now. Oh, uh, here we go. I was waiting for... There's more than one, mate. There's, there's, there's oh, more really? than one. We'll first. Do you know there's what? When you, when you were was asking clean for advice, I thought at first it could be about police advice, like hiding a body. <laughs> and um Dumb. if let's let's just say hypothetically hypothetically if i needed to get blood stains out the bath tub is is domestos uh, a decent feature <laughs> or do i need to go deeper than that hypothetically hypothetically but i do need to know within the next couple of hours <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry let's let's go to the question bill oh I'll, I'll, I'll message clean later about that <laughs> <laughs> Tom's going to be in prison tomorrow morning. Uh, no, because I expect some right. good advice. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Right. Let's get into these questions then. Right. So you've probably been asked this before. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. Have you ever used your blue lights to get home quicker? No. There we go. No. I wouldn't have Absolutely so. not. No, definitely not worth my pension. And also, I, I drive my own personal car home. I don't drive a police car home. Oh, okay. So, no, I've never used my blue lights. Do you know anyone who's ever used the, Has anyone used the blue light system? Have you ever known anyone to do it? To, like, use it yeah. improper? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they would have got away with it, uh, you know, years ago. But now every vehicle has a black box system and there's cameras everywhere. 
And if you use it and abuse it, then you'll lose your job. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So, good. no. I actually heard a rumour that there's a new uh, thing coming in place to do with a black box where it's like it's almost like running on a meter as a taxi cab. So the longer you use the siren for, the more it will take money out of your wages. <laughs> Is that true? No. <laughs> Welcome to the most serious podcast in the world. Oh, Lordy. Can you imagine, though? No, Jesus, ambulance, uh, ambulances will be in shit state. <laughs> well, dog has been in a bit of a state because I cover two counties and some of my blue light runs are an hour and a half long. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those response times will go down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next one. What's your weirdest arrest? Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It sounds like there's a... She's got to really oh, think about this. Oh, you know she's got stories. <laughs> I know that you've got thousands of stories. Some that you're not even allowed to tell us, but we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> My weirdest arrest. I'll have to come back to that one because there's been right. quite a few. Oh, actually, I can tell you one of the funniest ones. Go on, here we go. Funniest... Yes, we're in. Okay. So it was about, I don't know, six o'clock in the morning and a farmer rang up saying that he could hear singing coming from somewhere in his farm. And we're like, right. So uh, I happened to be in the area. Uh, so he let me onto his farm and I could hear the singing. He wasn't imagining things. Uh, and I found a naked man in a tree singing at the top of his no. lungs. <laughs> and he'd obviously... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to coax him down by singing back at him. Fuck off! I think so. No way. You had to yeah, sing no, him. No. This is, I had this, to sing him to get him down, yeah. This is just normal <laughs> farmyard behaviour, though. <laughs> and, uh, this um, is a weird. We, actually, we, we took him to hospital and it turned out that, because um, he wasn't known to the police at all, um, and you could kind of tell, like, if someone's abused their body for a long time, they have, um, you can see skin lesions and things yeah. like that, and there was nothing. He was kind of what I'd call fresh. <laughs> Um, and someone had spiked his drink the night before. Um, and he'd obviously, he was very lucky it was summer because he'd obviously got hot, probably ecstasy or something, stripped off and was climbing, climbed a tree quite high. Right. And you <laughs> and had to sing singing. to so him. I had to sing to him to coax him back down again. So yeah, it's probably my weirdest one. <laughs> I don't oh. feel that the police <laughs> would have given any sort of advice on that. I don't think there's training for that, is there? No, not at all. No, not at all. It's one of those. What was the song? What did you have to sing back to him? Like, you are (laughs) my fire. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember, actually. I know it's one that was a duet, so I duetted with it. Oh, yes. God. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make this up, okay? I mean, what? There must be. There's got to be footage of this somewhere, surely. Some of us are. Oh, yeah, like well a... before the days of cameras. Oh, that's, that's such oh, a shame, isn't it? I've, more I've to the point, of... I hope there's a guy going, listening to this, going, that was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a weird, dra- uh, weird arrest, Colleen. I don't think we're going to top yeah. that. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, yeah. Right, here's another one. This is the one that I think Tom was kind of alluding to earlier. So, have you ever been pulled over for speeding? or anything for that matter, and use your badge to get out of a ticket. Right, I've been pulled over, but not for speeding. <laughs> oh, I, love yeah. I love this. You've got to be very careful here, haven't you? God. D- this was for having a drunken, that- naked man in her car from the farm previously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I used to 
be quite an avid motorcyclist and I um, used to date uh, a gentleman in Belgium. So on my days off, I used to ride my motorbike over to Belgium uh, to see him. And um, I was coming back, I'd gotten the boat from Dover, you know, back to Dover. It was like two o'clock in the morning and I've, I've come up the M20 or M26 or whatever it was. I just got onto the M25, I just got onto Surrey ground. Uh, and um, I saw two traffic officers sitting in their vehicle on the ramps and I could tell straight away they looked a bit bored. I thought, oh, here we go. I bet they pull me over. Sure enough, they've come up behind me and I, I've obviously looked completely different out of uniform, um, especially in motorcycle gear. So <laughs> I've pulled over, took my helmet off, my hair bun fell out, so my hair's flying everywhere <laughs> as the driver's walking up to me. And he looked and went, damn. And I went, excuse me? Then the passenger leans out and says, I told you it was a girl. And I'd had a bet because it oh was a big God. motorbike whether it was a male or a female riding the bike. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, I had a quick look at their collar number. I didn't say anything. And they said, oh, they just did the normal checks, you know. Uh, and off I went. And I actually sent them an email the next day going, uh, going uh, oh, nice to meet you guys last night, you know, oh the Harley God. rider. And they, and they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, but, and I've been pulled over just a couple of times when there's been drink drive campaigns and stuff. If I'm coming home from work and I don't wear my uniform coming home, this is before I was a dog handler. They obviously know now if I've got dogs in the back. But um, it's always interesting because the reason I don't do it is I like to see how officers treat the public. And as far yeah, as I'm concerned, yeah. I'm a member of the public and I've never so, to date had, had a bad experience. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that was just it. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, 16 years ago. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. 2021 now, guys. Come on. I mean, couldn't you have shown them the uh, d- do police have like a secret handshake? No. <laughs> secret no. handshake. The army has one, but obviously we can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. What are you on about? There's not. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final one of the police questions, Glean Have you ever been undercover? And had to do bad things to be in a gang. It's quite an in-depth question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so prior to being a dog handler, I was on a surveillance in a gang. team. Sorry. No, no, I, no. So I didn't do infiltration. I just stayed on the external. Um, and it's it's really interesting because uh, when people don't know that people are watching. They, as you see people in, in their real true light and what they're thinking. And, and some of the things I've seen, uh, <laughs> one of the most frightening things I saw was a woman ironing naked. And I was literally cringing. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, she burns herself. <laughs> you, you seem to deal with a lot of naked people clean. It's a bit of a thing. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh, well. another time um, I was hidden in a, a hole in the ground uh, waiting what? for someone. and. and <laughs> I was, I was hidden in a hole in the ground um, to get a viewpoint of where, where I needed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the people were walking their dogs and someone's dog came up to me in the bushes and I was thinking, please don't you know, twinkle on me. Um, but, but they kept calling their dog and I was desperate for it not to bark. So luckily I had dog treats on me. So I was feeding this dog all these treats and it wouldn't leave me as a result. So um, I didn't want, I was trying to push it away so that the people didn't come and see me there and realise. And here is that on, dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, That's awesome. I like it. Yeah.
So this next question, Clean, is going to bring us probably quite nicely onto the the big reveal potentially. If if you are going to reveal anything, they've said, when are you going to pull your finger out and do the forty eight hour just for shits and gigs? Uh, right. <laughs> so um, as I said to you before, I was going to get someone to film me when I told my PT uh, what my next challenge was. So I decided just going back slightly to the ski. So when I started, literally a few seconds before I started, my heart started beating really fast. I kind of got that, oh my God, what the hell am I doing? And bless my PT, just kind of held my hand and said, it's going to be fine. And the first three hours, there was this massive bro session going on around me. So there were weights flying everywhere and people laughing. And and there was this big TV screen next to me. um, And someone from Samsung had somehow found out I was doing the ski and came to the gym, just dropped this massive brand new TV off and said, here, this is for your lady doing the ski so she can see the messages easily. It was an absolute game changer. Is that now in your house? You guys coming on. No, no, no. Oh. I left it at the gym. <laughs> oh, what? Um, You're so nice. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but it was just lovely because otherwise it was going to be really hard to see my phone screen. So I could see everyone. And so when you guys, every time you logged on, I could see you, I could talk to you. So every time someone logged on, I made a point of acknowledging every single person who, who clocked on to look at me. And the great thing about being from New Zealand is, when all the British people were asleep, <laughs> all my Australian and New Zealand family were on and also my friends ah, in America. So I had good. people constantly on all the time. Yeah. And with the exception of that, yeah. And um, there were people who had wanted to meet me um, during my 17-hour ski, but because of COVID, they couldn't. So they came down um, to, to meet me and they were doing the board and they were help feeding me. And, and it was just amazing. Um, the only little blip was that 20 hour, but the great thing about that 20 hour. So I had that little three minute phase. Then I did, when I looked, I went to get back on the ski and I looked at the uh, meters and I, I, it suddenly dawned on me. I was about to do hour 22 and at the end of that hour I was about to beat the current 24 hour record so I beat it two hours early oh wow yeah so that was really nice so that really motivated me and then I didn't realize how many people were going to come to the gym to see me go over the finish line and I remember saying to you guys I wanted to cross the finish line with dignity um, so I really reserved my energy. So the first 12 hours, absolutely fine. Then I got a tiny, tiny niggle in my right elbow. So I thought, right, I'm going to drop from 9,000 an hour to 8,500 an hour because I had a massive buffer zone to still beat the record. So i done that. And then once that 24 hours was up, then I just slowed the pace right down. But I couldn't do the 10 strokes a minute that I wanted because it, it meant that it was too heavy on my elbows. So I, I just stayed at 21 strokes a minute and just went a lot lighter. Um, by hour 35, I realized the gym was getting, it appeared really full, but it appeared full because everyone was keeping their two meters. Um, and everyone sort of started roaring near the end. So I, I basically did a one minute sprint right at yeah, the end. I saw end. you do that. I was like, what is going on? I was like, you went full crop it clean. I was, I was amazed. I was thinking, yeah. how have you got that yeah, in the tank? So, <laughs> yeah. And it was just amazing. I just wanted to hold Owen. So I hugged Owen straight after. Um, and then, um, someone yelled from the crowd, What's the next goal? So I thought, well, while there's an audience, I'll say it. So my PT stood two metres from me and um, my husband thought he'd pushed record on his phone, but he hadn't. He'd pushed the photograph instead. So it's not recorded, but (laughs) but I did did tell him. Um, So I've done some research uh, and I actually rang Vermont. I rang Concept2 just to make sure that no one's actually done this and 
to date, no one's ever achieved it. So I'm going to do a million meters for time. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bloody hell. I was only taking the piss earlier when I said about the 3,000 miles. I did. <laughs> a million meters for time. Oh yeah. my God. Put it into context, Clean. How many meters did you do in 36 hours to put that into a bit of context? 290,000. Oh, for fuck's sake. So think, if you, if is... you could do the maths there, that's going to take fucking eight. That's like a week's worth of fucking skiing, Clean. <laughs> yeah, so I've worked it out. I've actually got it here, so I don't know if it's going to show up on your screen. I died the calculations. This is brilliant. Oh, you worked how it out. Are you, how are you able to do this and have a full-time job? Well, I think a lot of time is wasted. I think people waste a lot of time. <laughs> so I worked it out. Where, where, where do you go? Like, I mean, have you... Okay, let's, let's, let's say you complete the million. <laughs> what do you do from there? Eventually, you're going to be doing, like, upside-down ski ergs, like... <laughs> oh, no. Christ. So I worked it out. Um, because I, I, I needed to do the 36 hours to see how it would feel. So I thought, well... I could technically try and break that record with the 48, so do 48 um, as a continuous, and then after that, um, see how I feel. But then I thought, well, that's probably being a little bit too hard. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do six hours on, three hours off. Um, so it means that I'll be doing um, three skis on one day and two skis the next day. And it should take around giving myself a buffer zone of when I might need a little bit of extra rest. It should take about eight days. Uh, what what do you <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> During November, I did like a six k challenge, and one of those k's was actually <laughs> on a ski erg, and I gassed myself out then. So this is it's like it's it's un it's actually unthinkable for me. It's just what, what strokes amazing. are we talking? So you're going to go twenty one strokes again? All of them? Yeah. No, it's got to go yeah. full CrossFit and go full send from the start. <laughs> full send. <laughs> 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 well, like. Someone's got to do it. Like someone, it's only impossible until someone does it. Like it, it was impossible to climb Everest until someone done it. Do you know what? Colleen, if you fucking do it, I will be there for a portion to fucking support you in person. Really? 100%. Oh. How, oh, okay. how does it, I mean, how does it, personally, how does it feel to like know that you're, making history um Do you, i've never uh, thought about it <laughs> that's i haven't I'm, even thought about it it's, it's nuts we we talk about like to, to this day we still talk about record holders you know and great feats of strength and endurance and like even me like i i, I i'm always referencing people like lamar gone and stuff people like you know these strength athletes so have you ever considered that like well, it could be something like 50 years time people are still pointing to your name on a piece of paper. Have you never considered no, like? I don't... <laughs> no, I'm just a girl who likes to ski. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I know. I've, I know. I've got world records, but for me, someone who's got a 2K world record is is just as incredible, if not more, because yeah. mm. it's harder in mm. my eyes. Mm. So, I fucking love it. Yours is better. Yours is better. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't really look at it like that. It's, I know it's strange. I'm not. I'm not um, diminishing. Yeah, no. the, the work I've put in, but 
I think it's a bit like someone who really loves their job. It's not really a job if they love it. It's just yeah. something they do. I, no, I, I guess it's the same no, for me, really. No, I'm not going to not agree with that. I don't think I love my <laughs> job enough to do a million of anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a million mouthfuls of food, Andy. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would, yeah. All right, you've got me. We're, we're good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm not pissed on anyone's bonfire. Um, if someone gets like the fastest, I mean, it's like with running, the fastest mile I'll ever run, etc. It's amazing. But to, from a from a personal view, I mean, me personally, because at the end of the day, it's subjective what people find amazing. But me, I always find like the ultra endurance stuff more more fascinating. Um, I don't I don't know why. I think a part of it is because of that mental discipline. I mean, anyone that's like had to do like a the a fast like a personal effort to commit a run it's it is horrendous <laughs> it is horrendous there's another way yeah. to talk about it. but when it's like let's say a, like a marathon a 20 24 miles are people like going full send no but it's still amazing to know that they're enduring that ultra endurance event and to me that's why what you're doing it's like you have to be i i, I could be completely wrong here but I think it's a lot easier to get into a certain headspace for 10 minutes yeah, or an yeah, hour yeah. than it is for, say, 36 hours. 36 hours, you are constantly switched on. And that's why your record in particular is something that actually fascinates me a lot more because it shows mental resilience. Well, so when I told my PT, um, first of all, he thought it was like I just do... Like for the year, he goes, oh, you mean for this year? You want to make sure you've done a million for this year? I said, oh, no, I've already done that. Said, no, this is for time. And he literally, he actually whacked, he almost whacked his head against the board. He got such a shock and he put his head in his hands. He just went, oh, my God. And I'm like, it's OK. I've worked it out. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, but for him, that's also difficult because I'm asking a PT to program training for that and that's a big ask of anybody but it's nothing that's never been done but, before there's nothing to go off there's no sort of previous yeah it's quite daunting there's isn't no it template. well i bet he thought he was going to have a rest after this one didn't he, <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> so i thought well it's a great way to go into my 50s because i turned 50 in august and i thought what a great way to start the second wow. half of my life yeah so i did a million you know, meters no, i i I'd rather be on a beach at 50. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Have you decided who you're doing it for, Clean? Have you got any ideas about, is there any charities you're working for for this? Or No, so it's, um, for me, this one, I mean, every charity is important, but I think for this one, the fact that it's going to have such a huge impact on a lot of people, um, but my family life, my work life and things like that, at Every charity has validity, but this one needs to be extra special. So okay. I need to take a lot of time uh, and research. Um, and I'm also a great believer that charity starts at home, which yeah. is why I did, I did it for Basingstoke Food Bank. And I know it's wonderful that people rescue dogs from overseas or send money to children overseas, and, and there is a need for that. But for me personally, I like to look after where I live, especially in the current climate. Of course. So it'd probably be something um, British-based um, and would, ha would have to have... Whatever the know. charity is, they're going to be very lucky to have you, have you on board. A million... <laughs> Colleen, I was just mucking about on one of my running apps. Um, it's a good little app, actually. It's called Footpath. You basically draw your finger. I'm not shilling them. I don't know why. They're not paying me. Um, <laughs> basically, it tells you like how far things are. And I was just looking at... like. 
a million a million meters, and that's basically doing the ski erg from almost Scotland to back from London. Jesus, so that's what, okay. crossing the the British Isles and back. <laughs> like yeah, just like huh, correct me if I'm wrong, but with my with my maths, is a million meters is a thousand kilometers, isn't it? Oh bloody hell! Hang on, uh, just to just to confirm, it's a thousand kilometers, and yeah, that's like from London to Glasgow and back. Jesus, which is that's a long yeah, that's a long way, isn't it? Yeah, that is I a mean... big old ski, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God, yeah, that's insane. That is insane. I oh, so I think that's longer. Is that longer from from Lansing to John O'Groats? Is that so? It'll be longer than that. I have no idea. I've never been outside of London. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm I'm a cultured man. I just want to say that. Where have you been, Tom Benedict? <laughs> uh, I've 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 been to Brighton. <laughs> I've been to Brighton. Have you, have you been Have you been north of north of the M25, Tom? Yeah, but it's a bit uncultured up that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the good thing was also with um, I actually raised triple the amount for the charity as well. Um, wow. I was amazed at how many people, yeah, raised £1,500. Um, uh, is it 1500 or 1200 It might have been 1200 I've wasted a big I amount. I can't remember now. It was a big amount, yeah. My, my original goal was, was um, 500 so Lots of pasta. Yeah, it was either twelve or 1500 <laughs> Yeah, so it was, that was really good as well. So. What? <laughs> Andy, are you fucking storming the hotel? <laughs> <laughs> you sound so loud, mate. You sound like you're kicking doors down like the fucking... Sorry, I just had to... The Iranian embassy again. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Okay, I'm trying... I'm locking up a... Locking up. Oh, I fucking lost my face mask. What the fuck? Oh, oh, Andy. <laughs> I got it. I'm oh. Back in. Just, just. I'm so put your sorry. Hand over your mouth. Can, 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 you, can you just uh, mute yourself while you're storming the hotel, please? It's not <laughs> but Colleen might say something that I need to reply to. Okay, but I'll do it. I'll do it for you guys. I'm muting. Three, two, one. Oh, it's a shame because I'm going to ask something. I know Andy's definitely going to want to get on on, and that is so Colleen. Straight after you broke your record, what did you tuck into food-wise? Oh, yeah, that, nothing. That's a good one. Oh. Did you have a Nando's? Oh, please say you had something well, good. No, she, had, oh. she had a dodgy stomach, Andy. She's not going to smash a Nando's with a dodgy stomach. That is a point. No, I had nothing. I wasn't. I wasn't hungry what? at all. I didn't eat. And, no. Have I not taught I you anything? I didn't eat until. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When we talk about intrinsic, mo- sorry, external motivation, uh, that that would that would have been mine. Just thinking, just. Ten more hours, and you know, Domino's is just Domino's, down the road. Yeah, you know? I can literally. I like how we Domino's. both went to Domino's there, Bill. Yeah. Good choice. That is the one, isn't it? <laughs> Domino's or Papa John's? No, maybe. I, I didn't. Yeah, I think I think my stomach just wanted a rest. Yeah, it had done so much, and uh, I I don't think I ate until about two o'clock the next afternoon. Yeah. Hmm. My God. So. Fair enough. Has anyone got any other questions? Or we'll, we'll wrap this up. We've been going for over an hour now, so. Any any final questions? I mean, the only question I have, and to be honest with you, is something like 
okay. it's going to be hard for Clem to answer. Now, just, just, just how? How? How do you like fathom <laughs> the idea of like plan on doing a million? It's, it's just, it's, it's honestly, well, it's amazing. Andy, if we just heard you doing a live Andy, piece. Andy just come to a piss. Live on the podcast. Oh, oh. I thought you was washing your hands. Well, yeah, please, he's, not treating, he's not treating you any tell different. You what, Andy, can you quickly uh, weigh yourself? We could do a before and after with Andy. Um, not going to lie, I didn't think you'd hear it. Um, hear it? We've heard the whole fucking thing, Andy. <laughs> oh, well, 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 welcome oh. to the podcast, Clint. Yeah, you know, you're one of us now. Do you know the weird thing is now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something in your head, Clint. When you do go for your next uh, record, you're not going to hear anything motivational from Andy. You're just going to hear him pissing in your head. <laughs> Sorry, but now that's in your head. <laughs> The flush, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it was a wee, okay. It was a wee, and I've been stuck in a corner of a gym that I couldn't use because I had to watch a guy work out, okay. So it's been very difficult, okay. Uh, yeah, it sounds it, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, it does, yeah. I feel like a proper civvy PT just staring at people working out. It must be hard. Could you give some unsolicited <laughs> advice? No, so, so. Killeen, uh, before me and Tom have an off-air spat about being PTs now, because he's slagging <laughs> me off for doing my job. Um, uh, Killeen's a PT. All right, we'll oh, have all this off-air. We'll go for a rumble okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> you nah, two, back off, me. okay? All right, back off. <coughs> um, more importantly, like, not more importantly, because a million metres is... What did you Do you, like, tell your husband about these things? And he's like, does he go, yeah, go for it? Or is he like, fucking hell? Like, what now? <laughs> um, he's never surprised. <laughs> and to be fair to <laughs> to be fair to him, um, I've I've kind of a bit like progressive overload. I've kind of built him up to it, really. <laughs> I like it. I like so, it. Built him up to it. <laughs> <laughs> progressively overloaded your husband's your mad ideas. Exactly. Fucking hell. Yeah, and and I like he's that. he's just he's so supportive because. He did tell me that um, he it's quite sweet, really. He he feels really proud of me, and that feels really good. Um, I don't do it for that, but yeah, he always feels really, really proud. He said, you know, it's he said, how many guys can turn around and say, oh, what have you been up to this weekend? And you, you turn around and say, oh, you know, my wife smashed three world records, you know, and I was there, and um, you know, and um, and he's he's never. <laughs> I'm sure he pulls his hair out. And uh, on the quiet, but no, he just—he's a thousand percent behind me all the time, and and I am with him with his cycling and stuff like that as well. So, and I think because he's military and he understands fitness, it it kind of doesn't surprise him really. Is so. he doing a million meters? Is he? No. Get him on the bike. <laughs> a million meters on a what bike? <laughs> right, guys. Um, I think we'll wrap up this week's podcast. We'll we'll finish it by just reminding you that Colleen is going to attempt. And most probably complete it a million meters on the skierg. I look for when's that? Oh, when when is this? When, when are we doing this? When is... Well, it's COVID dependent. So if COVID continues and I can't PT, then it will be this year because I haven't got anyone else to train. So I might as well just train myself. Okay. Uh, so I'll probably do it Christmas Christmas time again. Um, if things open up a bit, um, then I want to get my clients back because. You know that they're, they're so important to me, yeah. and I'm, I'm doing stuff online with them, but it's just not the same. Um, yeah, and um, so 
they would be my priority um, if things were able to open up again. Um, and if that happens, then I'll probably do it next year. But I want to do it in my 50th year. So it'll be prior to August 2022. Okay, yeah. mm. That's nice. So yeah. yeah, if you want to keep up to date with um, Colleen's journey and see how she gets on with that, because we're looking forward to that, go find her. Is it at <laughs> Keep Fit Kiwi? Is that your Instagram? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll have it in the show notes anyway. So you can go, you can go check that out, and you can see kind of what she gets up to, and obviously keep on the journey of a million meters. And I'm sure we'll all be down for that because I'm definitely going to make. I tell you what, get down hopefully, that. if the gyms are open uh, by the time you do that, clean, I'm going to do a hundred meters on a ski against solidarity. Hundred <laughs> meters, <laughs> just a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice guy to if, if as listen if as a collective you want to add those 100 meters to you know the million you're doing and we can both have our names on the record <laughs> feel free to do that that's amazing okay Tom I, I'm contributing you can't say I'm not contributing <laughs> but no honestly on, honestly God uh, Colleen from someone that you know has been introduced to the skier quite recently cheers Bill um, you know from first-hand experience, I know that it's just it's just incredible what, what you've done and what you're going to do. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you so much for letting me come back on again. Yeah, thanks I really for, that, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for coming back on. It's been, it's been a you're pleasure. It's been, um... No, it's been awesome. Oh, no, anytime, anytime. And on that note, it's been a pleasure as always, and I'll see you guys next week. And clean, hopefully, you never know, we're, 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 we, I suppose we've got to have you on again, haven't we, before you do your millimetres and after oh, again. Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Plenty yeah, more episodes to awesome. come. See you later, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. As always, thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a pleasure getting Colleen back on the podcast, and this episode certainly had it all. Abundances of emotion, laughs, and of course, amazement at what this woman can achieve. Make sure you check out her Instagram. I'll leave it in the show notes below, and then you can follow her on her journey to a million meters. Still amazes me hearing that number. I honestly can't wait to see how she gets on. Remember, if you're liking our content, hit that follow slash subscribe button on your podcast app to get notified on our next release. So we will see you next week. Same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.